I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's the second edition of the uh, Cricket World Cup on the Cricket Badger podcast. I'm delighted to say, joined by the uh, two gentlemen that were with me last time. Hello to Anand. Hello to Neil. <laughs> hey James. And uh, delighted to also welcome back to the uh, Cricket Badger podcast, Naman. Hello. Hey, hi James. Hi everyone. How are you getting on, Naman? I've, I've spoken to the other two, so I'll speak to you first. Um, how are you, how are you sure. finding out there? Are, are India really excited about the Cricket World Cup being uh, in the country? Yes, always excited. And it's a good time. Like After 12 years, the biggest tournament has come back to India and fans are excited as always. So good to see India gelling up well even before the tournament began. And yes, uh, King Kohli, as usual, has started the tournament on a high note. Are you getting to any of the games yourself or are you just watching on the telly? Uh, to be honest, I had two tickets for India and Pakistan, but sadly, due to my job commitments, I wouldn't be able to travel, so I wouldn't be able to go. Oh, no. That, oh, the World Cup's been uh, cruel to you then. Um, so anyway, chaps, we're going to look uh, look back at the first six games. Um, not necessarily in, in my new show, but our general thoughts on, on those games. Um, some of the... Uh, Ticketing ground issues that we've had as well. The organisational side of things has come um, in, into question too. And then uh, we'll have a look ahead to uh, the next week or so and what we're looking forward to most um, in terms of the Cricket World Cup. But start with you, Neil. In terms of the uh, the first match, a lot of criticism. I mean, the, the official crowd was about 47,000, they said. Uh, and 47,000 in a 130,000 stadium you know, has a tendency to look empty, particularly when most of the cameras are pointing away from the the biggest stand, but it did seem to me to be a bit of a wasted opportunity to maybe have it either in a smaller ground or have India playing the first match and have the first match singing and dancing with a full house there and really start off the kind of party 
festival of cricket atmosphere. Yeah, I've got to agree with that. The uh, the optics weren't weren't good um, at all. I think there's a a tradition um, across sports when you've got a World Cup, either the hosts or the uh, the reigning champions um, playing the first game because you want as big a crowd as possible um, to get the whole tournament off to a good start. And I think the BCCI have made a number of errors here just in terms of optics because while there have been a lot of snippy comments and you know most of the people I've chat to about cricket are uh, England-based and the crowd there would fill every stadium in uh, in this country. Yeah, having it on a weekday because in India, you know, the, there isn't the same flexibility in terms of disposable income, um, in terms of holiday, and again, with the capacity of a ground like uh, the Modi Dome. Um, so people can't... We see it with the test matches. You don't get crowds during the day, and then in the evenings, um, they always flood in. So it looks poor from uh, from that perspective. So yeah, smaller ground... I still think you may have struggled. We watched some of the other matches. Um, mm. The only way, really, to get it full, I, I think, would be um, would be to have India. But also, the whole ticketing fiasco. I mean, they only really opened um, the ticketing portal at the last week of um, uh, of August. Made it impossible for foreign travellers um, to go. But then Naman might know better than me. By all accounts, it was a complete mess, and they had to redo it. I've I heard anecdotally that they've just released another fourteen thousand tickets for India Pakistan. How are they not already on the market? Why are they holding back? Because Naman, Naman's bought them and can't go. <laughs> Naman's standing by the train station uh, asking <laughs> anyone uh, buy and sell tickets. You know what I reckon? Uh, I think it's like they do with the TV rights. I mean. Uh, you'd probably seen with the Australia series earlier this year. We didn't know which channel, whether it was going to be BT or Sky, was showing in England until yeah. about two days before, and that's because the BCCI hold on to them and hope to bump up the price. I honestly reckon they're basically becoming their own touts as far as the World Cup tickets go. And good on the um, the Indian public who clearly have said no. Even in Chennai yesterday, a lot of... Uh, empty seats certainly earlier on because they were still selling on the day. Um, Naman, um, you're in India. Neil and I have got the English kind of uh, view on things from a from a distance. What what's the thoughts in India at the moment in terms of the way the tickets have been sold and the organisation? I mean, obviously you've got your hands on two for India Pakistan you can't use, but how easy has it been? And I, I was on a, a podcast earlier, Naman, with some in, um, Indian um, journalists and. Um, they were saying that in Chennai, they were in Chennai. It's very hot in Chennai, I think, for the uh, India-Australia game. And a lot of people had stayed in their hotels, watched five hours in the hotel and then gone to the uh, the ground in the evening. There's a maybe slightly different kind of mindset than we might have in Eng- England. We, in England, you think, right, I've spent £60 on their ticket. I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. In India, people seem to be more um, inclined to kind of maybe pick and choose their time to actually get to grounds. Yes, and uh, on top of that, I feel that uh, just the opening match should have been India just to kickstart on a bang and because it would be more crowd-pulling. Uh, secondly, yes, it was a working day and uh, 
crowd much uh, in the evening it turns to be more cooler so after office hours uh, people prefer more uh, coming on to the ground but to be honest tickets are always uh, showing as sold out i don't know why people are not turning up uh, but yes this also add somewhere somewhere i feel that odi cricket is fading in a I don't know how, but uh, people are losing interest because of too much T20 cricket. So it's more about the first 10 overs and the last 15 overs in the middle, unless and until it's a belter of a wicket like South Africa went on scoring 430 runs. Uh, so crowd keeps engaging themselves. But uh, it, there are too, too many of points. And uh, like if you will see, like say on Saturday, India plays Pakistan, you will never see an empty seat over there. So it depends like <laughs> from teams to teams too. But yes, I, I am sure from like gradually the crowd is going to increase and uh, in coming days you won't see these many empty seats. There might be two empty seats at the uh, India-Pakistan game, by the sounds of it, now, Anne. Uh, two <laughs> tickets in your back pocket. Um, Anand, I mean, we've got the Indian view. We've got the, uh, the view from England. I mean, you're in the States and um, cricket is uh, coming gradually to the, to the um, States. But, I mean, lots of expats over there. I'm sure you're kind of talking about the Cricket World Cup. But is it actually uh, made any inroads further afield than the expats? Uh, anybody else talking about it? The World Cup's made a lot of impact, right? We are all having match-watching parties. Uh, we're watching all, you know, yesterday... We were actually playing one of our, you know, internal league cricket matches. Everybody had our phones on. The phones were on on the sideline. People were watching. People were talking about it. While we were talking about the score, you know, of the actual match that was being played, we were also talking about, hey, Australia's here. India's done this, right? So there's a lot of interest here. I think the biggest thing comes down to mismanagement of the schedule. I think this has not been a very good uh, way to organize a World Cup. We already knew this World Cup was going to be here four years ago. This should have been done much earlier. I'll give you a great example. 2019, me and a group of friends traveled to England to watch the 2019 World Cup. We booked our tickets in January for a World Cup that was going to be in June and July. How is it that these tickets, the venues, are being released 45 days before the World Cup? Uh, When we are thinking about India matches, I have no concerns about India matches being completely packed and full. However, when you're talking about the other countries and the other matches that are going to be played, the cricket is going to be of very high quality. How and why was the schedule released so late? Why was the management this bad? The IPL has been hosted in India for years now. Mm. We do a fabulous job with IPL. I think we had a few blips in the last final, but we do a fabulous job with IPL. The biggest concern is why did this happen? We were talking amongst friends. We would love to come to India to go visit. You know, obviously a lot of us are Indians. We would we know the country. We don't have any issues traveling there. However, when you release the schedule 30 days before the tournament, that is going to create issues. Huge issue, and I don't understand why BCCI being this powerful, BCCI having all the resources, why we got to this stage. I am, I've heard a conspiracy theory, Anand, and um, Shehab Rahman's watching. I'll come to your question um, soon, Shehab. But uh, I've heard a conspiracy theory that the uh, the BCCI want the um, World Cup to kind of go with a little bit of a murmur rather than a bang because they want the IPL to look like the best tournament in the world. I doubt it. You know, and, you know, Naman will probably tell you this, but the amount of interest that we have in the country and outside the country, even in the expats about the World Cup, 
is monumentally higher than what we have for the IPL. Now we watch the IPL, but every match here, you know, we're we're watching, we're talking about it. We have different groups. We have, you know, uh, parties being organized for it. Now that's the expats. I know in India, talking to my friends in India, they're talking about it. Everybody's interested mm-hmm. in it. It might be a different world than 2011, but there is still a high amount of interest in there. So I discount the theory. I just think this was a mismanagement done by the BCCI. Um, Neil, I mean, we we were talking a few weeks back about going out ourselves um, to watch the uh, the Cricket World Cup, and when the tickets come on sale so close to the event, and you're traveling, I mean, it's a global tournament, so you you're expecting people to come from around the world to watch their teams and follow their teams and see see the matches. There's a lot to plan, you know, hotels, yeah. travel, your visas, your jabs, everything else that you might need to do to get to India. Um, to go and watch the and it's almost been impossible for people to actually make any real plans, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, it was also avoidable stuff like the movement of the um, of the India Pakistan match due to Nowratri. They know they're going to have that match in Ahmedabad because it's the biggest stadium, and you know it's a big show for for the Prime Minister. You know when the festivals are locally. Now, Red 3 is the, uh, one of the biggest festivals in Gujarat. You know, I'll, I'll be doing something here. My Dandiras days are behind me, but, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be, everyone knew about it. And uh, stuff like, uh, is it Kali Durga in, um, in Calcutta? Yeah. They, uh, they had to move stuff because, you know, they haven't got the police to do, uh, do both. Um, they've thankfully got the Netherlands game um, on Diwali. So, Hopefully that'll be finished by the time uh, the people need to get home and light their candles. But what it's really, um, the people it's really screwed over are people like myself and you and, you know, and Anand, the people who who would travel to India, bring a lot of money into the country and just haven't been able to do it because you can't plan on that type of basis. Um, I was in Australia for the T20 World Cup. Well, no, I was living in Australia last year. Yeah. Um I I had um half the tickets for the matches I bought some close to the time but I had them in January before I moved out there and I will and I'll say this um the traveling support especially from the subcontinent is the only thing that kept that uh, tournament running without in, India is a big country as well and, and we were looking yep. looking at England's um, passage around England uh, around India to yeah, to follow them potentially and the internal travel and, you know, booking separate hotels, obviously for each base. Um, yeah. The logistics, even if it was really well run and you had a lot of notice, it's actually quite hard to actually work out how you would actually plan your, your six yeah. weeks or seven weeks. Um, yeah. When you need actually, to know well in advance. Yeah. It's... When it's actually badly run, it's, um, it's nigh on impossible. Let's move on to the, um, I mean, there's been some talk now, man, about the actual um, pitches themselves or the outfields rather, um, Darham Shala, who, which is probably the most picturesque ground um, in the country, beautiful pavilion, the um, foot of the Himalayas. I mean, it's an absolute travesty. You play day-night games there. It should be played in broad daylight so you can see everything around it. But um, Namandi, what's the thoughts over there in India about the, the standard of the pitches and the preparation in terms of that? I am not too like surprised with the kind of pitches, but yes, I saw that Mujib uh, fell uh, while fielding during the uh, first match so yes i also heard butler saying that the fields are not good uh, so i believe it's more 
about the unusual rains which entire india is getting right now which uh, like we are not prepared it's majorly south of india it's where chennai and bangalore we get this rains but north and west regions are also getting this unusual rains in this part of the month so maybe we were not prepared for that because you saw the warm ups also got uh, cancelled yeah. most of that so like we were not prepared for that and maybe that is hurting right now so i feel this should also be taken care of later in the tournament but right now i feel that that is the major issue the weather which was a huge concern before the world cup started so badges are furry creatures 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn off 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success don't just dismiss it out of hand get on there manscape.com check out their great range of male grooming accessories Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Let's let's move on from the negatives because uh, there is plenty of positives to talk about as well with this cricket World Cup. We've seen six matches so far, seen some tremendous cricket. Um, we saw. Uh, let's start with England because England were dire. Uh, I mean, I've, I've basically just as I said before, I've been on an Indian podcast talking about England and my hopes for England, and my hopes for England have kind of gone down a little bit. It has to be said. Um, Naman, in terms of uh, in- Indian perspective. Um, India hot favourites to win this World Cup, but England would have been one of their, or still are, one of their biggest rivals to lift the trophy. Um, are Indians happy that England are looking a bit of a mess? Like, to be honest, uh, I was not surprised England losing over there, but the way they were hammered was a slight disappointment. But uh, before the tournament, when I end up looking at the squad which England chose, I felt that they are missing a new ball bowler. Uh, they are relying much on Mark Wood. Um, they are going in uh, too much of batting heavy uh, till Sam Curran, Vokes. Uh, yes, uh, Vokes and Sam. I, I guess only one of Vokes and Curran should be part of uh, this playing 11. But yes, they end, they'll end up uh, even scoring 500 runs on the given day uh, because the batting is uh, very scary. But I feel they are lacking a good... Uh, maybe in place of Gus Atkinson, I thought of uh, maybe they could have Given a chance to Stuart Broad, he could have been more uh, <laughs> deadly uh, going into this uh, tournament. And also his experience would have been very good for England. I just feel like inexperience in the bowling end. Uh, but yes, overall, they are the dangerous side. And uh, New Zealand just... Uh, it was exceptional batting, to be honest. Uh, Conway, I was not surprised. But uh, Rachin Ravindra is just a revelation. And uh, he looked too dangerous as well. Without Kane Williamson... New Zealand uh, hammering England is a good noise early on. Yeah, Ratchin uh, Ravindra was absolutely exceptional, wasn't he, for uh, New Zealand? Uh, Rahul Sachin combination. His dad, a big fan um, of both of those uh, players, Dravid and Tendulkar, respectively, and named his son. And I'm sure his dad's very proud watching his son uh, score those runs in that opening World Cup game. Um, Anand, when we uh, watched the uh, England against New Zealand series, New Zealand series in the summer in England. 
Um, the I commentated on quite a few of those, and none of the matches were close. Either New Zealand won really easily, or England won really easily, and it just seemed on that first day it was New Zealand's turn to win really easily. It's going to, it all went their way. I think batting second was possibly a, a good, a big advantage on that on that surface. But of that, I also think it's over, isn't it? Shouldn't we line them up on the Tower Bridge and throw them in the Thames? Oh, the the amount of the, the reaction in England to that. I mean, I, I had a couple of people saying to me, "We're talking about sport in general." Um, and said, well, at least England in the Cricket World Cup, they're the best team in the world. The same person the next day, oh, that's not even true anymore. The rubbish. Um, one match. I've got somebody um, on, on another WhatsApp group who's basically written England off as it's the worst defence ever in a Cricket World Cup since Sri Lanka failed to defend their, uh, their trophy. Um, we've had one match out of nine. I mean, come on, get a grip. Let's, let's see them at least play four or five before we slate them. I mean, let's talk about just the first over, right? Chris Vokes, is there anybody who's <laughs> as reliable as Chris Vokes? He will hit, you know, every over that I've watched him bowl. He'll bowl six balls at the same length, hit the good length, it's going to seem away. This first over, he was full, short, he was missing his line length. Like, what happened? He is Mr. Dependable, right? So yeah. uh, I think it's just a case of things not working out. I mean, Wood. Wood has... Apart from Rolf, who's faster than Wood? Wood was just treated like he was bowling 120 mile per hour half trackers, wasn't he? So I think it's just a case of it was a good pitch. It was easier to bat. And everything that could go wrong essentially went wrong, didn't it? Neil, I'm hoping from an English perspective that this is the wake-up call they needed um, at the start of the competition. It's a long competition. You don't win World Cups in the first match. You win them at the end of the tournament. And... Hopefully, England have gone back to the hotel. They've had constructive conversations. They've made some plans. They're better prepared and they're more switched on when it comes to Bangladesh. Well, I mean, we'll see tomorrow morning if that's true or not, but uh, they can't be that bad again, can they? It was weird because I've seen England fall in a heap um, fairly often under the Morgan reign. You know, it happened maybe one in five games they'd be yeah. all out for 150. I think the, the word I'm looking for is timid. They they looked timid, both in batting and bowling. Did you see um, what Joe Root said today, Neil? Um, he said that... Go harder. Yeah, we're not going to get caught at mid-off playing check drives. We're going to hit it two, 10 euros back. Yeah, it, it, it was it was the, the far brace uh, uh, thing. Yeah, imagine what, what he could have done just go harder, harder. Uh, Bayliss used to say that all the time as well. There were a lot of soft dismissals. Mm. Um, uh, it's almost like England got themselves out because New Zealand had 12 fit players. They had Ferguson out, Southie out, and Kane out. So it was uh, it was a choice between, I guess, Chapman and Sodi. And I looked at that lineup and I thought, right, so you got Bolts. You got Henry, you got Santner, and then you've got to get twenty overs out of Ravindra, um, Mitchell, uh, Phillips, and Nisham. Yeah, that that was a team that was, and then England got to bat first. That was a team that was there to get taken apart in the middle overs, but they just like the, the whole innings was Harry Brooks' last four balls. 
He just really showed his inexperience there, didn't he, Harry? It's a guy who's he's played 20 List mm. A games in his career. And before this year, none since um, uh, 2019. And yeah, it's a, it's a guy who didn't know the tempo of a 50-over game. Um, and he's batting number four. His uh, his his juices were flowing. He hit three boundaries. He wanted to hit another one, and he just basically that's maybe when somebody at the other end should just say uh, just kind of calmed him down a little bit. But because um, you can't hit everything to the boundary. I mean, it was poor bowling. It was a really bad ball that got him. Yep. But that's that's no excuse really for actually falling into that uh, that dismissal. Um, you know have, who you know sorry. is ha- uh, which Englishman is happy with uh, that performance? Uh, Sir Andrew Strauss. It's another review, another payday. Um, I think the only positive really was Joe Root. The fact that Joe Root actually um, spent some time and got some runs. Yeah, Butler looked good as well. I've got no fear. I've got no fears with Joss Butler. Joss Butler was um, a a superb beastie. Um, Shahab Rahman says, "What's your prediction about the Bangladesh versus England match?" Um, I'll start this one, Shahab. Um, I'm actually quite worried. (laughs) I I think. I mean, it depends what kind of surface they get. But England have always had um, problems with um, facing a quality spin attack on a slow low um track where you know england like to tee off and get 400 matches where it's 180 plays 180 do not suit england at all so i remains to be seen what the what the track's like but bangladesh is a potential banana skin and on for england isn't it i think uh definitely thinking you know with mahedi shakib and the way they bowl if the ball is if the pitch is going to turn which it did in the first match that they played against afghanistan on the same on the same ground uh, it should be interesting however dharmshalas is also at altitude right so some of those big shots they're going to travel i say you know what let's go back to what root said take a big step forward and start whacking him and i think there's nobody better in the game than probably england at that well, they, uh, Liam Livingston hit the biggest six I ever saw at Headingley when he hit it over the stand. I mean, he's going to do well to hit it over the Himalayas, isn't he? But uh, yeah, come on, Liam, let's get some big shots out from you as well because uh, there's a few there's a few players, Neil, coming into that match um, from England's point of view. Yeah, coming into 2019, there was the Owen Morgan blueprint. Everybody knew what they were doing. They knew what the best eleven was. They knew the tactics they were going to use. They knew he was going to bowl the middle overs, etc., etc., etc. I don't think they're anywhere near as clear with how they, they're going to play ODI cricket this time around. Four years later, defending the trophy, taking the eye off ODIs, and um, and it, it showed a little bit in that first match, didn't it? Yeah, I've got to say, though, I I think Joss Butler's um, style of... Uh, his philosophy for this ODI team is a lot more nuanced than, uh, than Owen Morgan's, which made uh, the Morgan England... Uh, it made it a lot easier for them to know what they were going to do. There's a lot more situational play with yeah. Butlers while still being aggressive. And I don't think that all the players are quite smart or good enough to play to that level. It's the old Glenn Hoddle management thing, uh, thinking that you know every player is Glenn Hoddle. But not every player is Joss Butler able to just go up and down through the gears as is necessary through yeah. a match. Uh, Harry Brooks not there yet. And Liam Harry, Harry Brooks got all the talent there. in the world. He's got all the talent in the world. He, just he needs, needs experience, to, though. He just needs he just to hone needs it. To <laughs> yeah, he needs to hone it. I'll come to you in a second, Naman, but I'm going to go around the group and uh, uh, I want your prediction for England-Bangladesh. Who wins, Anand? England. Neil? England, but not as easily as they'd hope. 
Nah, man. What do you reckon? England, Bangladesh? Yes, England for sure. I feel it's a base Then uh, he has played for Kings Eleven Punjab and he knows this ground, I feel. They have played quite a lot of matches in Dharamshala. So, I feel that our turn is coming up for tomorrow if England bats first. Well, hopefully you're all right. You don't need my prediction because that's three nil. Um, so I don't need to actually cast my vote. But come on, England, Let, let's get let's at least get some some points on the board. The Cricket Badger Podcast is fueled by coffee. Take a look at cricketcoffeeco.com for some excellent speciality coffee for cricket badgers. Expertly roasted and ethically sourced, the coffee is fantastic cricketcoffeeco.com quote badger with your order and you'll get 10% off um, let's go back to the uh, India uh, Australia game the other day I, I, I've said um, I actually quite like I mean what I, what I really like about this World Cup in India is the regional variations the fact the pitches are different wherever you go uh, and you get slightly different kind of matches in different places um, and I do, I do think that ODIs are better when you get a series where there's one big score followed by an India-Australia kind of game where it's a lower score, it's a little bit more nip and tuck, there's drama, there's tension. Uh, players actually, you know, Rahul and um, Kohli had to really dig in and concentrate to actually form that fourth wicket stand that ultimately won the match, basically. Um, but that was hard work for India, wasn't it, Naman? Yes, to be honest, and uh, we were preferred prepared for that and uh, see Kishan is also playing his first World Cup and uh, to be honest it was just Rohit Sharma he's a good you can say the delivery was good enough coming in but I guess uh, Kishan and both uh, Shreya Sayar played bad shots uh, they were not good deliveries wicket taking deliveries and Kishan just went and outside of delivery just first ball you're facing Stark you have to respect it. so yes KL and Kohli uh, both of them showed the template how the matches are going to be moving forward. And yes, uh, winning this and setting this as a template against uh, Australians and the first match itself uh, shows a lot of character around. And I also heard that uh, Kohli mentioned that let's treat this match as a test match and uh, take it uh, one ball at a time and pace our innings and save our energy. It's uh, only about singles and not go for doubles. Yes, uh, we saw Kohli pushing for twos, but... KL literally denied. So, it was a lot of thinking going out there. It was just not an ordinary chase. I feel the biggest miss was uh, Australia missed a spinner. Uh, they were heavily relying on Zampa, uh, which uh, KL just uh, missed. Uh, kept att- attacking him right from ball one. And uh, yes, Maxwell just came from injury, I feel. So, they missed uh, Aston Agar big time, I feel. Um, Naman, be honest with me. When, when India were three down for next to nothing... Um, did you think they were going to win? Yes, 100%. When Kohli is there, I never doubt. You can say that now, can't you? You can say that now. What about you, Anand? When India were, were, were zipped for three, what, what were you thinking then? We have King Kohli there. There was no panic at all. We were actually at this cricket ground and we were talking about this and you know it was, what, three, two for three or something like that? And everybody, the, the game stopped and we started talking about it and everybody's like, it's a fine. Kohli is still there. We're okay. And that's essentially what I felt. And also with KL, you have a quality number five there. So, you know, with Hardik and Jadeja coming after it, I thought that we could get it. The biggest thing, though, was 200 was a small total. Let's say that total was 250, 280. You know, that could be a different sort of feeling if uh, we were in the same position then. You'd have to take more risks. Thanks to Mitchell Marsh. He dropped Kohli's catch. (laughs) 
Yes, <laughs> he did. I said somebody told me that, and the, that phrase where you've just dropped the World Cup came back up again. You know the uh, Herschel Gibbs phrase. And um, Neil, um, you'd be honest with me, when uh, India were two for three, what was your thoughts? Do you think they were still going to win at that stage? I, I'd actually gone for a walk at, uh, to try get. Uh, get some fresh air at he's invented a walk to try and duck the question hasn't he no so um, so I wasn't watching Um, I had uh, I had TMS on uh, on my phone and I was (laughs) I wasn't even thinking uh, um, about anything apart from getting home as quickly as I could uh, without any more wickets Um, no actually the moment that I was more worried um, was when they finally finally brought Zampa on and I thought Look what all three of our spinners did. Uh, Maxwell's managing to go for nothing. And Zampa is um, a very good player. This is the the danger moment. I felt relatively comfortable that Coley and KL could see out the pace. But I did think that Zampa would um, be a huge threat. And KL took him for like three boundaries in the first over. And it just seemed to deflate the whole Australian team yeah. when that happened. Um, yeah, they massively missed Agar um, there or any other spinner in the squad as they brought in um, Manus for Agar and they've left themselves with one frontline spinner, which is, you know, they they could have brought in a Kuhneman or someone because, you know, it's it. I've heard people complaining about the pitch. It's Chennai. You know that you're going to get a spinning yeah. pitch. Everyone knows that. Um, to not have a second uh, spinner, Murphy, Kuhneman, Steve O'Keefe, uh, whoever, is absolutely ludicrous. It's and not like it's the 1920s where they just ro- rocked up on a boat, uh, haven't been into India for about 20 years. They, they, well, half of these guys have played IPL in Chennai. They know what the conditions are like there. And they've got a guy in their squad who's currently unable to play in Travis Head. Yeah, they could have brought in the spinner and then, you know, halfway through the tournament, sent him out on a golf course with Josh Inglis, like they did before the T20 World Cup. Something happens and <laughs> suddenly Travis Head is uh, ready to come into the squad. Yeah, they just look completely unprepared for a pitch where you knew that spin was going to be a huge yeah. factor and they left left Zampa on his own and then left him um, left him really late so that KL and Coley were in and set and looked comfortable. They got him in early while they were still finding their way and, you know, the adrenaline from the wickets was going. Then uh, then maybe they'd have made more mistakes, but they, they just looked completely at ease by the time that he came on. India take on Afghanistan next, Naman. Um, it's on the uh, Delhi track that South Africa uh, got their big score the other day. Um, are you fancying India win toss bat first, rock up about 450 and have it a little bit more comfortable this time? I still feel they'll choose to bowl first. Uh, they'll prefer chasing early on and not uh, put Mehmet total on the board. Looking also at the Afghan bowling lineup, we should not take them lightly. And I'm really waiting for Kohli, Kohli versus Navin Ullak battle. It will begin in Kohli's den. It is Delhi where Kohli was born. So, a lot of heat before the match as well. So, I feel they should bowl first and uh, let Kishan settle down, chasing the totals and not bat first just because it is Afghanistan and uh, see how it goes going into the tournament because it is a long one and pitches are going to 
be good in other parts of the region, but I feel they should bowl first. Um, Naman, your prediction India win, yeah? Yes, India yes. will win. I they'll go like they'll win every match. I feel till the semi-finals, unless until we don't meet New Zealand there. <laughs> asking Naman if India are going to win is like asking a snowman if he likes ice, icy weather. Um, Anand, India beat Afghanistan. Yes, no. Yes, Afghanistan doesn't have enough firepower from the bat. And I think India is just better in all aspects of the game. So, yeah, India wins. Same question to you, Neil. India, Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, you get through Gobaz and um, and Zadran and no one's really showed any metal with the bat in about a year. Um, and especially if we get them on that track, which was the most undelly track ever. I think South Africa scored 200 over average. Um for for the ground um so whatever the ground uh, staff done then yeah do it again and uh, and we'll roll them uh, that that that's one that I'm insanely confident about my name is jacob and i sent the badger a message and now i'm on the podcast with this jingle if you would like to get in touch with the cricket badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so Amit's question. Let's have a look. Well, let me find it again. Um, it was in the comments, wasn't it? I'll stick it on the screen for you. Um he says, uh, James, top three positives and negatives of this World Cup so far. So there we go. Um, we'll go around the group and we'll get a positive and a, neg- a negative from each one of you. Um, who wants to go first? Who, who can think of a positive? Uh, the Dutch performance uh, in both games. Uh, I think they've been a lot more competitive than anyone. Um, well, no, uh, a lot better than people feared they were, they were going to be. I think they've... Uh, put up a great fight in both games and you know 20 runs either way in both of them and it could have been um really exciting come the end we said on the preview the other day neil that the dutch um netherlands would be kind of looking for one or two wins and that'll be uh, a tick and go home yeah they've actually fought really hard haven't they they you know they've not looked like necessarily winning either game but they've been in every game in both games they've played so far and hopefully somewhere along the way there'll be a, a day out for them where they can have a real celebration yeah, the batting's looked so much better than I thought it was going to be. I think at various points, everyone's uh, stood up across the two games. Um, and the bowling has been as good as I expected. And that's without some of the names that um, county fans would know and expect to be there. They've they've been a credit to it. And you can see the uh, Indian fans have really taken them on and uh, uh, are really supporting them as a second team. Who wants to go next? Who's got a positive? Rachin Ravendra. Yes. I, who expected him to be a star? I know it's just a couple of games, but he has acquitted himself beautifully with the bat and actually fairly decently today with the ball. So, well done. 
have to say, when I was on commentary for the England-New Zealand game in the summer, uh, saw him play the last couple of games in that series, and he's very technically correct. You know, he looks a really good player batting-wise. His batting's actually better than his bowling, to be to be honest. But uh, um, his bowling's uh, dross. <laughs> yeah, but as yeah, it's going to be interesting when Kane Williamson actually rocks up and says, "Yeah, I'm fit to play, guys." And uh, where does Ratchin fit in? Does he drop that bat down the order because he's having a real say at number three, isn't he? He's an opener domestically, I think, mm. and um, I think I think he has opened for uh, New Zealand A um, before. It's just with the experience and the talent that they've got in the main team, then you know you don't go straight in unless you're a a Gill. I think he's. Didn't he play for Durham and got got a century for Durham? I think last was it last season. I think he's. I think he's played a little, little bit of county cricket. Um, Naman, sorry. That was Baz Delader. No, no, no. He did Ratchin uh, Ravindra. Oh, was he well. there as well? The season before, I think. Okay. I, th- I think so. Um, Naman, what about you? A positive so far from what we've seen so far in the uh, the first week? Uh, I'll say two. Like, uh, I'll say first is KL and Kohli's partnership. I feel the first match against Australians uh, and their two chasing after such a hiccup uh, early on and getting this match off early in the tournament is the biggest positive. Second, I feel like we have seen all the flavors. It's just not one-dimensional. We have seen the turning wickets. We have seen uh, 280s, 290s targets. We have seen 400-plus wickets. So, depending on every ground, every region, we are seeing different types of ODI matches. It's just not about sixes and fours. It's showing about your skills as well. So, I feel these are the two positives for me. Very quickly for me, um, Joe Root. And the fact that you know, England had a poor, poor um, performance, but Root, who was really struggling towards the end of the England summer, getting runs in the ODIs. And so for him to get some, some time out there in the middle and, and a run, um, some runs against his name in the first match of the tournament, he, if England are going to go the distance, he's going to have to play his part. So for Root to actually find some form at the start of this World Cup is a, is a big positive as far as I'm concerned for England. Um, right, the negatives. Um, Amit's wanted three positives and three negatives. We're giving him four positives there. In fact, five, because Naman went for two. Um, but uh, negatives. Anybody want to go for negatives first? Go on then, Neil. Uh, I'm going to go and take a page out of Naman's book. I've got two. Um, one is the Sri Lankan injury list, because you imagine they'd have um, uh, troubled... South Africa a lot more if they had Hasaranga, Tikshana, Kamara, Chimera. There's a really good bowling attack there, and it's so unfortunate that mm-hmm. uh, they're not there for this World Cup. Um, and the second is Javo. How the hell he got a visa and uh, so many great journalists didn't is uh, an absolute travesty. The, the less we speak about that idiot, the better, I think. Um, Naman, I'm going to come to you next. Negative. A negative for you for the World Cup so far? I still feel uh, that there could be more crowd in. Uh, you need to set an example and uh, saying that that we are we respect this as a religion, this, this sport, and it's a huge in India. So we need to show that also. Uh, like action speaks louder than words. So I feel that there should be more crowd irrespective of which team is playing. Uh, so I guess that is the negative as of now for me. Yeah, you want as we use the phrase festival of cricket or something. You know, he wants to be a real, have a really good vibe about it, doesn't it? You know, people singing and dancing, and the uh, the, the stadium's full. And hopefully, we'll see that as we go further into the tournament. Um, Anand, what about you for a negative? 
We touched on a couple, so I'll go with something different. I think Chris Wokes. I am a huge Chris Wokes fan. I love the way he goes about his business, the way he bats, the way he bowls. It was a little surprising how he kicked it off. I'm really hoping that he's going to turn it on in the next few matches. I haven't got a negative other than even losing. Um, I haven't got a negative because, I mean, <laughs> I suppose the, the negative from my perspective, if I'm, if I'm on here to represent England today, is that they're currently bottom of the table. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's not great, is it? But uh, it's, it's a long tournament. The beauty of this, it's not, I was saying something the other day, it's not like a, a football World Cup where you've, you've got 32 teams playing in little groups of four, one defeat and you're almost gone in the first uh, in the first group, and then you hit the round of 16, you can go any stage after that. England have at least got a chance to to bite back. But they, they've probably got to win. Well, probably can only really afford to lose two more matches in the uh, in the group stage. Otherwise, it's going to get a little bit uh, um, squeaky bum time for them towards the end of it. I mean, they did, uh, they did lose three matches, I think, in the group stage in 2019 and played yeah. knockout cricket for the last about five matches of their uh, triumphant uh, route to Lords. But we'll see how that goes. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. In terms of looking ahead then, um, I mean, actually, let's just mention South Africa. That's a positive. I mean, Markram's innings, um, the fact that there's three centurions in that knock uh, um, that South Africa put together. Rassi van der Dussen is an absolute run machine in ODI cricket as well. And Quinton de Kock, um, well, you can trust him, can't you? Um, what, what do you... Um, do you think that's a one-off for South Africa? And we we looked at them in the uh, in the preview as being maybe a dark horse for the final four. If they've continued to play like that, Alan, they've got every chance, haven't they? Well, they were in my final four, and we have seen what they can do. The biggest issue was your, fi- your final four was uh, England, Australia, Pakistan, and uh, and South Africa, wasn't it? True. Just change one team in there, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure whether you know if you know. We'll, I guess we'll find out in the next few games, but. Are both England and Australia going to make it? And does Pakistan get in there? Because well, I think Australia South Africa is England are playing chance. really badly. I think Australia are playing actually worse than England at the moment. They, I mean, there's some positives at least that their their opening bowlers were able to do well. So you know, the question is, can Zampa come out? I mean, Zampa was the best spinner in the last four years. So is Zampa able to recover and actually? keep the team going forward. So I think there, there are certainly some questions out there, but South Africa is phenomenal. The biggest weakness that I seem to think is Janssen at number seven. So if you do get a spinning track or you get somebody like Mitchell Stark or Trent Bolt run through the first few wickets, what happens then? Because they're a little light. Unlike England, which is Vokes batting at nine and Adil Rashid at 10. I mean, yeah. all of them can pretty much, and Wood can swing the bat a little, right? So I think South Africa is a little different than England. So there is that little bit of a, chance that a wobble up top could cause some issues but they're a fantastic team and love the way they're going about it scary thing about new zealand so far is that they've managed to win two very comfortable matches and trent bolt's not even taken a wicket in the power play um so yeah there's more to come from new zealand potentially and kane williamson coming back only makes them stronger so going to be interesting to see how they go um in terms of um the teams that we've seen so far i mean it's obviously only a very small sample size is there any team that you weren't thinking of as potential semi-finalists that you might now think of as potential semi-finalists, Neil? South Africa. Yeah. 
I, I, I didn't have them, but they looked um, – their, their big thing, and I think I said this on the preview, although so much of what I said in the preview has just been blown out of the water in the first six games. Um, have the yeah, preview my, convictions, Neil. Is a long tournament. <laughs> my, my issue with South Africa was, one, the how short the batting lineup was with Janssen at seven. Um, and the the depth outside the first 11. So as we go on with so many matches and injuries coming through, I'm not too sure about the backup. Um, their next match is against Australia on Friday, I think. Um, I was I was taking a look when uh, when making my changes to my fantasy team. Um, uh, that's that's a look now. Now, if that pitch is anything like the IPL pitches we've seen there, they have got to be. Uh, they would be favourites for me against Australia because and Maharaj, if, they win, if they win that, that makes it very very difficult from Australia. Yeah. I mean, people have said um, win six games, but. Someone else made a very good point, which was it doesn't matter if you lose against the other people you think are going to be in the semi-finals. You just have to beat all the weaker teams. Yeah. Um, Australia at the moment, they could have possibly already counted on losing to India. But if they lose to South Africa, they got two losses, get shown up against spinners like they did in the last couple of games in South Africa before the tournament started. It could be, even with all the experience they've got, that's got to be quite hard to come back from. And they don't have the single-minded zealotry that sort of dragged Morgan's England through mm. the bad patch in 2019. Um, I don't think they're, they're quite there. And they've got a number of games on spinning tracks and look to have the wrong squad for it. No, man. Um, Amit's just reminded us. Uh, I mean, Neil mentioned the look now pitch there. England play India. Uh, that is, uh, seems, seems quite convenient for India that they've got uh, England on that that surface, isn't it? Yes, it, I feel it will be similar like what uh, we faced Australia. Uh, like it should be more, much more slower if we compare it to IPL wickets uh, because spinners had a merry over that. It was much on the slower part. So I feel England will have to play spinners along with Adil Rashid, Moeen and I feel they, they'll have to take in one more spinner. But I won't, I don't think so. India is much concerned about uh, those kind of pitches against England and Australia. They would love to play on such wickets rather than going on a belter and chasing 400. Was it was it Mr. Modi and you that did the draw for that? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> Um, in terms of the World Cup so far, Naman, anybody surprised you? Anybody that's um, contenders that you didn't really think about that you maybe now are doing? Yes, I thought uh, I was not backing New Zealand. I thought they'll miss uh, Williamson and Saudi big time. But uh, they have shown character right now and I will replace them with England. Uh, I was a bit concerned about England's bowling attack. But uh, yes, the way the they have shown the approach as well, uh, like Subrook and all, I feel they are a bit underprepared for ODIs and like they also had to bring back Stokes just just like how they brought back Moeen for Ashes. Like that was not the right message uh, to bring back Stokes. I, it is a good factor as well. But uh, to be honest, I am just 50-50 between England and New Zealand. I also see along with Anand, I see South Africa playing semis. I feel they are a good team and I am a big fan of Bauma as a leader. I feel he's great. Yeah, I think uh, we, we said on the preview that 
nobody's really talking about South Africa as winners this time, so they can come in as underdogs. The choker tag maybe doesn't quite come into it as much on, on that basis. Um, the uh, are you all have you? All, I know Neil has. Anna, did you pick a fantasy team? I did. And uh, Naman, did you get one in? No, I am not. Oh, absolute disgrace! Absolute disgrace, Naman. I'll let you. I'll let you share my glory. The little bit there is of that. Um, how are your two teams going, Alan and Neil? Are you happy with the um, the start? Well, I have picked a fantasy team and conveniently forgotten to change out and swap out the team on the eve <laughs> of the match. So, it's it's great. Great. <laughs> uh, I, I forget to change. I did pick Bass the leader, though, so I was happy about that. And, uh, you know, I looked at Rachin Ravindra quite a bit and I did not pick him. So I need to actually go back and take a look at exactly what's going on with the fantasy team. But, you know, when we talk about Teams out of surprise. I think New Zealand is it. Yeah. New Zealand's been fantastic. So well, I I'm mean, curious. they shouldn't do, should they? I mean, why? Why should we be surprised by New Zealand? They always find a way to the final. The little Indian that could, right? They're 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 always there and thereabouts. And back 2019, if uh, we didn't have the boundary count, we never know what happens, right? Well, I mean, with all um, due respect to you three, if India, if England don't win it this time, I actually hope New Zealand do. Uh, because uh, yeah, they were so noble in defeat. In such, I mean, that I mean, I, I can only say what it was like from an English perspective. You're kind of riding the kind of tension, and then you're on the up after the final ball. For New Zealand, it'll be riding the tension, and then just bang down. And uh, for the players and Kane Williamson and Co to kind of conduct themselves like they did amidst that disappointment, um, I I really hope they have a really good tournament and could lift the trophy this time if England can't. So uh, good luck to them, to the Black Caps and Co. Um, Neil, annoyingly, your team's doing quite well in the fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I had this last uh, T20 World Cup. Um, I basically followed uh, followed the form of India. So really good through the groups. And then a complete nosedive when uh, when I got to the knockouts. I think I think I'm second in our our mini league, and I had um, Ratchin Ravindra today, so uh, he'd have done all right, I think. Um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just check on that to make sure you, you're telling me the truth here. Um, in the uh, Cricket Badger Podcast League, got quite a good number of uh, entries in that. Actually, I was quite happy with how many people uh, joined in. Um, Everyone actually- wants a manscaped shaver. Yes. Well, yeah, that's that's the prize. I've got it actually here ready to show you. That's the prize. You can win that courtesy of our sponsors, Manscaped. I mean, that'll you need that, now, man. <laughs> yeah. Get, get, get. But, but the, um, yeah, uh, you are currently, where's Neil Varani? Currently in fourth, Neil. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I only had one player in, in st- tomorrow, uh, Captain King Barber. He's ben. He's got to come good after, uh, after that horror show against... Uh, against the Dutch. He played a Harry Brook shot, didn't he? And the oh. um, you're better than me. I'm currently in 56th. So when I when I actually put the advert out saying, can you beat the cricket badger? Basically 55 people certainly can um, so far. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. And we will be back at various points. I can't tell you exactly when, but whenever we're free um, throughout the Cricket World Cup um, to uh, have another little uh, natter about what things are going on. And um, uh, Amit, um, if you look back on the Twitter, um, I advertised the uh, the Cricket Badger League on on the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. So if you have a look on there, Amit, you'll find it and you can, you're more than welcome to join in and uh, beat Neil. And uh, I'll give it a repost. Yes. 
Um, I mean, I've, I've not actually tweeted that much recently, so uh, it, sh- it shouldn't be too hard to find. Anyway, it's been lovely to see all three of you. Enjoy the uh, the next few days of the Cricket World Cup. Hopefully England beats Bangladesh and actually steady the ship a little bit because two defeats and then it's Afghanistan next and it could be home and, uh, oh dear, um, didn't bear thinking about, does it? Three defeats in three because um, Afghanistan and Bangladesh are the sort of teams that England have come a cropper against, up against in the previous World Cups. But Anand, Neil and Naman, thank you very much indeed for joining me. It's been a, a real delight to see all three of you I'll hopefully see you again soon and we'll see you next time on the Cricket Badger Podcast cheers everybody Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.